0: Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca Lesson 75 The Light Has Come. I hope that you are having a, a good experience with the podcast. So far, I have, as I've mentioned before, am just into this, I just have this deeper, richer, fuller understanding of the course. I as a result of of doing this work, I pulled out the the principles of miracles this morning, which are at the very beginning of the textbook. I read some of them a while back, um, but was just I. It was as if it was speaking to me. I don't want to say it was speaking into me and in, speaking to me in a new way, but I was just I was just realizing more and more about or discovering more and more about. The nature of miracles. We're discovering more about what mi- miracles entail and what miracles are. One of the principles is number 12, which is that miracles are thoughts. So this again is at the very beginning, chapter one, section one, principles of miracles. So the name of the the chapter, the name of chapter one is the meaning of miracles, and it begins with principles of miracles, which is section one of chapter one, and that's divided into 50 different principles. So principle number 12 is miracles are thoughts. Thoughts can represent the lower or bodily level experience or the higher or spiritual level experience. One makes the physical and the other creates the spiritual. So what we're doing with a lot of these recent lessons or i guess with all the lessons is we're saying this is the this is the thinking this is the the lower level of thinking the lower of level of thinking would be harboring a grievance we've been on these grievance lessons there have been these grievance lessons lately and the lower the lower order of thinking the bodily level of experience of thought is holding grievances or harboring grievances. So holding a grievance is an attack on God's plan for salvation. That was a couple of days ago, a couple of lessons ago. And holding a grievance is an example of lower order thinking or the bodily level of experience. And seeking to transcend that would be an example, obviously, of the higher or spiritual uh, experience. And it was you know, yesterday's lesson was, or actually two, two lessons ago, lesson 73, I will there be light. I, and so the, the application of that lesson looked like, I will there be light, darkness is not my will. That was the, the shorter application. And you're supposed to use it whenever you were tempted. I'm flipping back through it. Um, I will there be light. Let me behold the light that reflects God's will and mine. And then in the shorter practice periods, again, make a declaration of what you really want. Say, I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. This should be repeated several times an hour. The most important, however, it is most important, however, to apply today's idea in this form. Immediately, you are tempted to hold a grievance of any kind. So holding the grievance, is giving into the temptation of the ego to go down the dark path that the ego is trying to get you to go down and i was at this i was at this recovery gathering yesterday and towards the end you know the recovery gathering is over at 6:30 everyone knows it's over at 6:30 it goes From 5.30 to 6.30, people have things to do in the evenings. They don't want to be there necessarily past the time that the meeting or the gathering is supposed to end. And there's this guy, and he's a toxic personality, and he's always sort of hijacking the meeting to serve his own twisted purposes or the twisted purposes or twisted designs of his ego, and everybody wants to get out of there and he's doing this strange control thing that he does. And in a lot of ways, you could even argue that he's holding the meeting hostage. And I'm feeling I that I want to give into temptation. I'm feeling my ego swelling up inside of me. I'm feeling the grievance build. I'm starting to really harbor and cultivate a really good solid healthy grievance and a good healthy or a good hearty resentment and the hijack or the the hijack, the great hijacker of thought, the Holy Spirit came in and hijacked my thinking and said, I will there be light. Darkness is not my will. And you know, I had the I had the the phone on my like, on my thigh for the entire duration of the recovery gathering, and I'm peering down at it. I don't want to, like, get in trouble for having a phone in a meeting, but I'm sort of looking down at it, and I'm just reminding myself, I will there be light, I will there be light, I will there be light, the whole time, and sort of doing my shorter applications during the meeting. And, And then this guy, at the end of the meeting, he starts doing that thing that he does, and again, this this grievance and this resentment is cultivating itself within me, and I just transcended it. I, I, I reached the spiritual level, or I reached for the spiritual level experience as opposed to staying stuck in the bodily level of experience. And these little... These little every time someone does something that you do not like... It is an opportunity to apply the principles of Course in Miracles. It is an opportunity to apply these concepts. It's an opportunity to use the lesson of the day. And I could really, or to apply the lesson of the day. And I could really hear like God or the Holy Spirit or JC or whomever kind of patting me on the back there and going, I saw that. I saw you transcend the body the bodily level and move into the spiritual level and and the thing is I don't really have anyone to talk to about this it's so so much of the course of miracles is an is an internal journey, and I mentioned i I think on this podcast, yeah, I have I've been talking about the virtues, uh the different Catholic virtues there's like six sixty four virtues and in the Catholic faith that I know of. Um, or that I've heard referenced, and this this guy that I heard Father Ripberger reference, rather. And so I've been playing around with these vir- virtues and trying to become more virtuous. And so right then, in this in in this moment, I wanted to like yell at the guy or. I did actually speak to him about, I did speak about him to someone else after the meeting, but in a very respect, uh, responsible and respectful way because I felt that what needed to be said was kind and that it was necessary and that it was true. At least it was necessary and true. I didn't turn it into a big, you know, bitch fest about this guy. I just said, hey, does it, do you notice that that behavior is perhaps a little toxic, and do you think we should maybe address it? And he was like, I've noticed that many times. Thank you for bringing it up. And we had a little moment. But I, I chose not to detract there, and indulge in the vice of detraction, meaning to turn it into this, and, and I heard this about him, and I heard that about them, him, and could you imagine what his kids are like, and all of that stuff? No, we just addressed what needed to be addressed, and then parted ways and moved on. And then yesterday... Uh, Also, I was surfing, or I was surfing yesterday, and I'm out, you know, out in the ocean. It's this beautiful surf day. It's just this really pleasant surprise of a swell, and um, there's this Christian guy that I see out there a lot. He's a total Bible banger, and he used to do a lot of drugs like me, and him and I are definitely, like, we like each other, you know, we're like surf buddies. At least when we see each out there, we when we see each other out there, we have plenty to say to one another. And we have good conversations while we're out there. And he's just a textbook. Soul was saved by Jesus in the traditional Christian way. And his life was a wreck, and now his life is not a wreck. And that's amazing. And I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. Jesus saved his wretched soul in the traditional Christian way. Like, he went to church and never did crack again. I don't know if that's exactly how it went down, but possibly. But anyway, he's going into, um, we're kind of talking about spirituality here. We're talking about God. And he goes into his, he's got his opinion on the 12-step programs. And he says, well, my only problem with the 12-step programs is that they let you pick your own God, which that's really not what it is. You're not like picking your own God. Some people think that that's what it is, but what what you're actually doing is you're choosing your own conception of God. You're coming to your own conclusion-ish regarding what God is and how God operates and how God can work in your life. And so he's got his little, he's doing his kind of haughty Christian thing, haughty Christian thing where he's going, well, my you know, the only problem I have with the 12 steps is that, you know, it's not the real God or something like that. It's not, he wasn't being entirely haughty. He was more just being, um, he was just sort of like waxing philosophical, I guess you might say, whacking spiritually, philosophically. And there's that ego part of me, that wanted to jump in and defend my position and bash religion and say, well, a lot of people found the real God when they got into 12-step programs because they were you know, molested by priests growing up and they hated God until they found the 12-step programs. And now God works in their life in a way that they never thought he would. And you know, there was that part of me that wanted to jump in and defend myself. There's a, I don't know if you've had this lesson yet, but if I, there's a a lesson if I defend myself, I am attacked, or in my defenselessness, my safety lies, which is another one. And so I didn't get defensive there. I just let it go. I just kind of nodded, went along. I wasn't going to agree with him, but I wasn't going to combat him. And as a result, I kept a friend. And then the wave came, and I rode the wave, and I got to the shore. And having arrived at the shore and walking back to my car, I was really happy that I didn't indulge or indulge, indulge rather in the, the bodily level of things. Instead, I transcended that bodily temptation and moved into the spiritual. And again, these are things that you, the only place I'm sharing them is on this podcast. And those, the stories are anecdotal to illustrate how this stuff is working in my life. It's not something, you know, that I'm bragging about. And, um, And I hope you you take something from these little stories, uh, the stories of the application of the course. That being said, lesson 75, if you don't like my little talks before we get to the lesson, (laughs) tough luck. I guess you could send me an email and give me your feedback. But I like to talk. um, I think ministering in a lot of ways involves telling stories of how this stuff is working. So lesson 75, the light has come. The light has come. You are healed and you can heal. The light has come. You are saved and you can save. You are at peace and you bring peace with you wherever you go. Darkness and turmoil and death have disappeared. The light has come. Today we celebrate the happy ending to your long dream of disaster. There are no dark dreams now. The light has come. Today, the time of light begins for you and everyone. It is a new era in which a new world is born. The old one has left no trace upon it in its passing. Today, we see a different world because the light has come. Our exercises for today will be happy ones in which we offer thanks for the passing of the old and the beginning of the new. No shadows from the past remain to darken our sight and hide the world forgiveness offers us. Today we will accept the new world as we want to see. We will be given what we desire. We will will to see the light. The light has come. Our longer practice periods will be devoted to looking at the world that our forgiveness shows us. This is what we want to see and only this. Our single purpose makes our goal inevitable. Today, the real world rises before us in gladness to be seen at last. Sight is given us now that the light has come. We do not want to see the ego's shadow on the world today. We see the light, and in it we see heaven's reflection lie across the world. Begin the longer practice periods by telling yourself the glad tidings of your release. So again, we're doing 10 to 15 minutes in the, in the morning at a predetermined time and then 10 to 15 minutes in the evening. In, in a perfect world, you're doing it at a predetermined time. You're using your timer and you're reminding yourself when to do these or you are committing to devote 10 minutes twice throughout the day. Dwell not upon the past today, or actually, I got to go back. Begin the longer practice periods by telling yourself the glad tidings of your release the light has come. I have forgiven the world. Dwell not upon the past today. Keep a completely open mind, washed of all past ideas, and clean of every concept you have made. You have forgiven the world today. You can look upon it now as if you never saw it before. You do not know yet what it looks like. You merely wait to have it shown to you. While you wait, repeat several times, slowly, and in complete patience, the light has come. I have forgiven the world. Realize that your forgiveness entitles you to vision. Understand that the Holy Spirit never fails to give the gift of sight to the forgiving. So it's almost like when you're practicing these principles and you're Uh, you're blessing the person that's talking too long in the meeting or wherever else, that that entitles you. When you forgive them, that entitles you to vision, to the vision of God, right? So understand that the Holy Spirit never fails to give gift, to give the gift of sight to the forgiving. Believe he will not fail you now. You have forgiven the world. He will be with you as you watch and wait. He will show you what true vision sees. It is his will, and you have joined with him. Wait patiently for him. He will be there. The light has come. You have forgiven the world. Tell him you know you cannot fail because you trust in him. And tell yourself you wait in certainty to look upon the world he promised you. From this time forth, you will see differently. Today, the light has come. And you will see the world that has been promised you since time began, and in which is the end of time insured. I'll read that one more time. And you will see the world that has been promised you since time began, and in which is the end of time insured. So the end of time might be considered eternity, and think of eternity as. Not time that goes on forever, but the absence of time altogether. So time is just this made-up thing. Einstein said that uh, uh, time is something that clocks measure, so it's, it's not even real. The shorter practice periods, too, will be joyful reminders of your release. Remind yourself every quarter of an hour or so that today is a time for special celebration. Give thanks for mercy and the love of God. Rejoice in the power of forgiveness to heal your sight completely. Be confident that on this day there is a new beginning. Without the darkness of the past upon your eyes, you cannot fail to see today. And what you see will be, and what you see will be so welcome that you will gladly extend today for forever. Say then, the light has come. I have forgiven the world. Should you be tempted? Say to anyone who seems to pull you back into darkness, the light has come. I have forgiven you. So that would be the guy in the meeting that was really getting on my last nerve. The light has come. I have forgiven you. Serenity now. We dedicate this day to the serenity in which God would have you be. Keep it in your awareness of yourself and see it everywhere today as we celebrate the beginning of your vision in the sight of the real world, which has come to replace the unforgiven world you thought was real. The light has come. So this is another one of my favorite lessons. The light has come. And this is just such an easy one. Like someone gets on your nerves, the light has come. I have forgiven you. The light has come, I have forgiven you. The light has come, I have forgiven you. The light has come, I have forgiven the world. The light has come, I have forgiven the world. And again, this is mind training. So we are challenging the bodily interpretations of the world or the bodily relationship to the world. And we are moving into the spiritual Interpretation of the world, or we are thinking thoughts that align with the spiritual realms or realm. Thank you again for listening. 75 lessons down, that is more than one fifth of the way, and pretty soon we will be in, we we will be have a solid one quarter of the course completed. So, this stuff is not a joke. This is no idle fantasy. We are creating or beginning to have very profound conversations with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, and with all of the people who we are blessed enough and sometimes challenged by as well to come into contact, uh, to come into contact with. Have a beautiful rest of your day. The light has come. God Song, one, two, three, four.
1: Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when. It came shining through dusty blinds in a dim i uh-huh.